This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our good friends over at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. You can find them online at Hedua.com. Hey, this is Fletch, and we are getting ready for the holidays here at Homeschooling in Real Life. So we are starting a new mini-series called Surviving the Holidays. And on this episode, we are talking about financial strain. I know, you're wondering, what does this have to do with homeschooling? Well, finances affects all of us. So we've decided to dive into this topic and talk about it openly and honestly. And as you could come to expect, we quickly get to the topic of hope shifting. Who gives you the ability to make money? God did. Who gave you those children around your table? God did. Um, Celebrate that. He's the gift in the midst of this. That's our good friend, Bill Knoyer. He's in the finance industry, and he counsels with a lot of couples who are dealing with debt before they even get to the holidays. So we're going to talk to him about all the stress, all the strain, and again, talk openly and honestly, and we're going to see if we can figure out where the gospel, where Jesus fits into this discussion. Like, you're not in this by yourself. You're not... uh at a place where you have to uh, buck up and kind of power through the holidays. Um, he wants to be intimately connected with your spending choices and your lack of money or your plentifulness of money, but you're choosing to spend it in a different way. He wants to be a part of that, and uh, he wants to be right in the middle of all that. Homeschoolers, we think you're going to love this series. We think you're going to love this episode. Stick with us. This is episode 75, Surviving the Holidays, Financial Strain. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 75 of Homeschooling in Real Life. This episode is Surviving the Holidays Financial Strain. We're doing our first mini-series. Okay. What? We haven't had... I'm disagreeing with you. Have we done a mini-series already? We we did... Well, our series that's I Love Homeschooling, but... Oh, that is true. That's a... But this is a mini-series, so I feel like we're right in the 70s. This is like the Thornbirds. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or Shogun. (laughs) Which nobody nobody listening to us knows what I'm talking about, but... Yeah, because most of our homeschoolers are really young. It's like Roots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another one that crashes and burns. Hey, we are excited to be in the studio. Downton Abbey. How's that? That's not... That's a series. Okay. A mini I'll series. Just stop. Go ahead. Yeah. I think Thornbirds was a good one. That's a <laughs> that's like people are googling that. No, they're not. They don't even care. <laughs> We're excited to be in the studio tonight. We have a guest with us. If you might hear him off mic. We're just going to keep him on mic the whole night tonight cuz I, I, I hear him over there I, sipping some Caroline's coffee. Oh, good plug. Hi, that's right. You. We're having Caroline's coffee. It was like, you know, if this was a TV show, mm. he would hold the cup up and you would like, see Caroline's mm. coffee. It's a mighty fine Right, right. No, we are. Uh, that was perfect. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're drinking a Costa Rican terrazzo. Hmm. 
Um, and as far as my coffee notes go, I've had this for the last week, and I'm getting some chocolates, some wow. plums out of this cup. But basically, it's a really light roast. And if you are a listener and you know how important it is to go to our sponsors, Caroline's Coffee up in Grass Valley. This is hand-roasted by Trace Fike. He has a big Dietrich's coffee roaster right in the middle of the store. When you go in there, it smells like roasting coffee, and you can... If you're not there, if you're anywhere in the United States, he will ship bags right to your house. Mine gets little hearts signed by Elise every week. Well, I'm drinking Coke Zero <laughs> straight out of Atlanta. <laughs> out of a and two nobody liter, signs it. Two but, liter plastic bottle. You know, it was caffeine. So Cheap. what uh, What do we want to talk about? I, there's There's got to be some things we want to talk about in the... Uh, we're back from oh. North Carolina. Okay, yes. That's huge. North Carolina. That Turns was out great. We, we fully are Pacific Ocean kids. Yeah. Did we mention that the sun rises over the ocean You did. You mentioned that in the last episode. It's bizarre. Yeah. So we're back from that. We had a great time away, but we hit the ground running, and uh, we have been um, excited about this mini-series that we're doing which is surviving the holidays. So we have one tonight and two coming up. We didn't finish our thoughts there. We have, uh, we're going to talk about family stress, and we're also going to talk about being spread too thin. Right. And this will all hit your uh, podcatchers before Thanksgiving. So you'll be all holiday survival ready prior to Thanksgiving. We're actually recording this two days before Halloween. So we have Costume Central going on. We've got yeah. a... A Nancy Drew is going to be in the house yeah. on Saturday night, and a dog. A dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin, From, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, game. I, 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 we got to clarify because people were probably excited. First, they're no, probably not like John. Calvin. They're probably freaked out. They're like, "Oh, these people celebrate Halloween," and then they're like, "Right, oh, finally they redeemed no. it with John Calvin." Yes, but no, it's we're good doing Reformation Calvin and Hobbes. Day nod, but no, Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I'm going as a hippie, which you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, basic. The same clothes out of my clothing drawer that I would wear right. every Which, day. Which, you know, I'm going as a homeschooling mom. So, there you go. Um, I want to plug, though, because I think if people are, you know, in arms about Halloween and what we are doing, go back and listen to episode three called Homeschooling, Halloween, and Harry Potter, where we tackle the topic of not the history of Wiccanism or Satanism. We just talk about Halloween. Now, we also have a fun little added part where we talk about Harry Potter. Right. And we need to give this like a caveat to this, which is it's an early episode. So oh, sound, sound quality is, horrible. is it's very uh, amateurish. And according to my mother, I laughed too much. So there you go. On the early episodes? Yeah. Episode you laughed too much? Specifically. Wow. That's what I was told. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you can go listen to that. And if you want to, you can head over to our website and search or you can go to iTunes and it's on iTunes as well. Is that enough fluff? That is plenty of fluff with no laughter. All right, let's go to a commercial and then we come back. We'll be on with uh, our guest. Hey, just a reminder, as we are going through this mini series on surviving the holidays, one of the things that can just undo you is the schedule of the holidays. So our friends over at Hedua have created the Well-Planned Day Planner. Now, this is the number one planner used by homeschool families. Um, But whether you have kids in school or you are a homeschooling parent yourself, there's an entire line of planners for students and for teachers. And some of you are just busy moms, bloggers, or you're just trying to keep up with the many activities of family life. You need to head over 
to hedgewood.com. That's H-E-D-U-A.com. Check out these planners and just see if you agree with us. These are fantastic for the busy family. That's hedgewood.com. We are here in the studio with uh, Bill Knoyer, who's our friend in the financial industry. And you know what? We spent a long time working on that intro alone, like how we should intro him. Let's just say that Bill is a friend from church, which means people that he is dialed in to the concept of hope shifting. Right. And keeping Jesus at the center of your marriage at the center of your life and not shifting your hope onto things like we've talked, homeschooling, anything. But he's also um, a really great guy when it comes to talking about finances. How many times have you run Financial Peace University? Uh, Twelve. Twelve times. So so if you think you're going to run through FPU with Bill running and sneak and hide stuff, he's going to be all over you like flies on stink. Out in the open, baby. So, hey, we are glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And we're going to head down this path of Surviving the holidays. Um, we're heading into, uh, we've already talked about Halloween, but Thanksgiving's coming up uh, at the end of November, and then you're right into Christmas. But according to Costco, we're already in, like, Valentine's. <laughs> they skip all the holidays and get right, you know, they're four months in advance. So as we're talking about this, one of the things we see, it doesn't mean whether you're a homeschooler or not, is financial strain. So we want to talk about this with you. Let me run some statistics by you two. Average spending by Americans in 2014, $805 each on the holidays. Shock right. you? Does that include everything? Is that that's food? That's, that's food, money, okay. I mean, or food, uh, gifts, uh, parties, the whole nine yards. Okay. Does that shock you guys? That seems low. Seems low to me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder what our listeners think. Second one, 37% of people will use credit cards to finance the holidays. Seem legit? Yeah. That's, that seems low to me, too. You'd think more than 50% would? Yeah. Yeah. So but I'm not in finances, Bill. Does that seem low to you? Well, it, you know, I think uh, people put a lot of purchases on credit cards um, all the time uh, for reward points or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But uh, putting it on there for holiday spending, 37 to probably 40% seems about right. Hmm. Okay. And it's 16% for the average... Uh, interest rate, that's a horrible loan <laughs> for the holidays. The holidays are going to be a lot more money if you're not paying that, if you're not using credit cards as cash. Right. So I think when you said air miles, I mean, that's a Fletcher thing. We we use credit cards because we want to get something from them. We don't use them just to use them. So it's not even for convenience. Like, I'm only using this so I can get a benefit. Right. Um, but we use them as cash. So um, I guess when people are using it as a long even a short term loan things are going to add up yeah i'm wondering if that 805 dollars includes that 16% interest on top of it or is that the actual that's probably bill? the actual purchase, purchase. Yeah. yeah yeah boy then you add 16% and i don't know how to do that but it would be a lot of money <laughs> well 20% is 80 dollars no i know that but i'm saying I'd, over time though cuz it's not that's in Right, compounding then <laughs> right so the last one is this and this is why we're talking about it depression is skyrocketing high during December, but believe it or not, suicide 
is the lowest in December, and that's because I think you said it, Bill. It gets high in January. It gets high, yeah, high in January because the bills come due. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so those are some statistics. You know, I I was milling around some websites as far as some ideas of how we're going to handle this, and this is just kind of a discussion. So I put together some ideas for us, but you know, we're not reinventing the wheel. The three of us sitting in this room, people can go on Google. They can go to anything from Dave Ramsey's site to Crown Financial to any of these good Christian financial planning uh, sites. They can know how to avoid financial stress. They don't need the three of us. But let's have the conversation around some of these topics. Yeah. So the first thing I have is the idea of budgeting. Now, people know about budgeting their money, uh, but I think it'd be fun to talk about budgeting your list and then also budgeting your time. So um, budgeting your money, you know, this idea that we should keep track mm. of our holiday budgets, you know, come up with an amount that we can afford. But, Bill, what about actually keeping track, not just having this ethereal number up in the sky, but going through the motions? That's that's a cha- that's the big challenge right there. I mean, I think anybody can put down numbers on a budget and make it, you know, make it look good, but it's the carrying it out during the month. That's what Joanna and I struggle with is just how do we track this whole spending issue? And um some people do it through, you know, making sure that they only have cash in envelopes and other people will say we're going to use a app on our phone that kind of dials us in. Um, but somewhere we've got to be able to track what we're spending. Otherwise, we have, we've kind of played this game with ourselves. We've played this game that uh, we're going to say we're going to spend this, but then it shifts out of control because we get in the moment you yeah. know, and we're spending. I was thinking, I was joking with you before we got on mic about people, uh, but not budgeting, but uh, tracking their food intake, mm. you know, real serious dieters. And it wasn't till we started using a little food app that you really realize what you eat until you really write it down. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think part of the point here is write it down. Write the actual numbers down and then track it. Because, you know, as soon as you do that, you'll find out that you're a better weight loss person because you're actually looking at numbers like, oh, that was a 3,000 calorie day and it should have been 1,500, whatever, whatever the numbers are. So, right? Anything, Genj? Well, I was just thinking that in the moment thing is where it gets tough because I even now have one child completely taken care of for Christmas. And yet I keep seeing things. I think, oh, he would love that. Oh, he would love that. And I've had to say, no, no, enough, enough. He has enough. But that's that's tricky. Well, doesn't it kind of get a little bit tricky as well? Because you're you're looking at this um, from a standpoint of I want to be able to get things for people, for kids and and there's almost this guilt factor that we have that we've, in some ways, with other family members, mm. maybe outside of our, our family, maybe extended family, where we've got to get them this gift. And uh, we don't want to restrain ourselves from some of those spending choices because we feel like we're, we're stingy in some ways. You know, I sure. think that, that happens. You know, because this is a homeschooling in real life podcast, we're going to have a lot of people listening and trying to figure out, now, how does this relate to us? And I think you said something that was key which is what do we do with our kids? You know, as we're teaching them how to spend, a lot of our listeners have kids. So what should we be doing for them buying gifts for their siblings or for their friends? Thoughts? One thing that comes to my mind is what Joanna and I have tried to do is is our kids have to work for 
the money that they're going to use to pay for gifts. And so we don't just hand out them an allowance. Matter of fact, an allowance is not even in our house. Um, so if they want to actually, you're, a, you're allowed to live in this house. That's the allowance. That that's my allowance. Yeah. You get to actually eat my food and sleep in my beds. And yeah. And so if they have a desire to give gifts to their friends or to one another, then there's plenty of things they can do to earn that money. And, uh, which is, which is kind of how life works unless you're choosing to be on welfare. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Ken, that's all. We always have that's a controversial harsh. statement. Yeah. There's a good one right there. Um, uh, Kenj, any yeah. thoughts from you on what to do with kids? That you know how we how we uh, encourage our kids to buy for each other. Well, yeah, we've done the same thing, and and I, you know, we were talking earlier, Bill and I, that that that's not necessarily out of need for us. I mean, we've been blessed with a generous income, um, but that's not the point. The point is, we want our kids to learn that everything we have comes with blood, sweat, and tears and the grace of God, you know, it's not just handed over. And I don't want them to have that, that thinking that, oh, well, you know, well, mom and dad have it. Oh, well, you know, they'll do it or they'll whatever. And so we've done that. One year, I remember back um, when everybody was pretty young, and I think only the oldest had an income, they had to make something for each other. And uh, so they drew names out of a hat, and it had to be a handmade gift that sort of leveled the playing field. Um, so like one sister made cookie dough balls for her brother and awesome. you know, grabbed them out great. of the, uh, the freezer and handed them to him <laughs> on Christmas morning. He was thrilled, you know, his own entire bag of cookie dough. So, uh, you know, creativity and, and having to work for things has worked well in our family. I think our kids are really generous with each other. And you I, find I, that, I like oh. that too. I like that our kids are, we're, they were training them to give gifts to one another. Mm. They we're training them to, to look beyond themselves on Christmas to give to others and for our real littlest ones, I mean, just some practical suggestions. I mean, they can earn gift-giving money right. with shoulder rubs There's and foot rubs and back scratches. Of, <laughs> plenty you know. of work around the house yeah, like and, let you know, a little one do. We yeah. can come up with ideas for them because right. obviously we're not expecting them to go you know, run a car wash out front and raise right. money right. for this. Well, I, I, I just was wondering, you know, in, in as the stages of kids go, as they get older, what we're finding is that experiences are more important. So mm. we don't need more stuff in the house. Uh, we actually need less stuff, less plastic stuff in our house. And so um, we're beginning to shift uh, starting uh, last year and last actually two years where experiences have been more the the nature of our gift giving. So we do something together. That's part of the gift. So All right. So the second point in our budget that I wanted to talk about was budgeting your time. And this is connected to money. And it's this idea that um if you're gonna wait to have this discussion with yourself or even with um uh with your family, don't wait until December twentieth. You know, have these discussions now because you can be planning for things. I mean there's very practical sales, mm-hmm. um, planning some, you know, how to, how to save money, but really planning ahead. Now I had a great one that uh, was shared with me tonight by a friend, a patient of mine. I told her we were going to be talking about this and her name's Beth. So I told her I would do a shout out cause she listens. Mm-hmm. And Beth said that every time that she goes shopping throughout the year, she will not every time, but throughout the year, she'll pick up gift cards to different places around, you know, town that she knows her family would like. So Orchard Supply, she'll pick up a $25 gift card. And then, uh, you know, Starbucks, she'll pick up a $25. And and throughout the year, she doesn't really think about it. She just takes them home, puts them in an envelope. 
And then at the end of the year, when it comes time at Christmas, she has this stack of gift cards. And she'll either use the gift cards herself to go purchase Mm. the gift that she wants. (laughs) Or she'll just give the gift card to that person for that gift. Brilliant. And I thought, you know, that's an idea of budgeting it out. And she said, you know, by the end of the year, her her numbers were lower than the national average. She said, you know, by the end of the year, I have about $600 in gift cards. And then when it's time to buy gifts, I'm not worried about it. Wow. Because it was part of my budget throughout the year. She said, and I don't really miss $25 here and there. You know, it's like it's, there's times when I have to plan for it, but... Oh, that's pretty cool. That's that's a great idea. And not only that, she's budgeting her time. Mm-hmm. She shopped all year round. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a good one. Yeah, and mm. you know, I'm sure I'm not the only mother out there that realizes that turkeys are cheap at Thanksgiving. So buy two or three and throw them in the freezer. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> you know, nothing you can feed a like lot a of turkey people dinner for ten in, bucks in February. You know, right, we've, right. We've had turkey in February. I'm like oh, Thanksgiving all over again. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Colder, wetter, you know, rainier. Um. The other idea was that you're not rushing at the end because when you're rushing, uh, mm. isn't that when you're willing to make more stupid financial choices? Yeah, absolutely, all the time. I think that people will um, get in that you know harried moment and they'll they'll want to go out and buy and they they're feeling out of control at that point and uh, they'll make stupid decisions and that's when the plastic comes out to to use to you know put Christmas on. So yeah, yeah. I've noticed even when we go to Costco. They'll have something, oh, that'd be a cool Christmas gift. Right. I, I always want people to take the time to research that same gift, not at Costco. It's great because they have the great return policy and everything like that, but you may find you can find the same thing, a different version cheaper. That's happened over and over again with mm. me. Like, oh, they have this cool Bluetooth stereo. Like, oh, you know, we could use that. Yeah, we're going to get that. And then you come home, you check Amazon, like, oh, I found one for half price that was better. But it was there, and I wanted it then because it was playing music in Costco. So, and it sounded amazing. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. so I think if you're rushed at the end, that's where you'll make some of those big, fashy, big flashy decisions. Uh, budgeting your list. And this kind of goes into what Bill was saying earlier um, of kind of helping your kids uh, understand who and what they need to buy. But that's same same with us. And, and so I think the suggestion I read on a lot of websites was choose an amount and then get your list to match that amount rather than say, oh, I have this list of 30 friends and mm-hmm. we, we have a couple of kids that love, they're really good at gift giving. And so they have a huge list of friends and that often would probably overwhelm their budget. Right. So if you come up with a budget, that's going to force you to be more creative, right? Bill, what do you tell somebody who feels like they have pressure from uh, maybe their immediate family? So, you know, not within their you know, spouse and children. But I think there's a lot of that that goes on, you know, like, oh, but my sister and her kids, they expect, you know, us to spend this amount of money on them or my parents or whatever. How do you handle that? First off, I just ask them, what's the big picture here? Because I I think at that point, we're in a real um, narrow moment in time that people are thinking about this gift giving. And so what I, I have to kind of help them step back and look at all the other 11 months, right, that are going to be there and in their financial picture. And they've got to make some decisions now that's going to affect really their next 11 months, you know, or more, depending Mm -hmm. on how much they're putting on credit card. And so um, one of the things that we talk about is that, you know, why are, why are you so compelled to do this? Why is the guilt there? And, uh, and where really is your hope here? Uh, You know, are are you trying to buy your uh, acceptance in the midst of this, you know, with, with buying this gift for this family member? 
And, uh, you know, we have some pretty honest discussions in my office about that kind of thing. You know what? He's getting dangerously close to the topic of hope shifting. So (laughs) why don't we take a break here and uh, we'll come right back and we'll talk about some more of what you just said in the second half. Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. So let me get right to the point. I don't pop my cork for every guy I see. And we are back, and we are in the studio uh, with our good friend Bill Knoyer, and we are talking about financial strain during the holidays, and we just spent some time talking about budgeting your time, budgeting your money, budgeting your list. So I want to change the topic. You know, as I was milling data for this conversation, I was trying to figure out, like, what's already been said. Each website mentioned speaking to your spouse or your significant other about financial strain or the budget or what you're going to do for the holidays. So I think that's a good thing for our listeners. Now, a lot of listeners will tell us, and Bill, you may not know this, but a lot of listeners will say, oh, I'm so glad Fletch and Kenj had that conversation because I couldn't have it with my spouse, but they had it. And now I can look at them and say, hey, what do you think? So (laughs) this is a time for our listeners to look at their spouse and say, hey, what do you think about that? Um, And I really want to tell you why this one's important to me. Um, And that's because... This is probably the thorn or the weak spot in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I really want to tell our listeners about this, but I'm not going to do it right now. Oh, man. I'm chickening out again. You're no. Tease. Um, I will talk about it, though, in the exclusive content. Yeah, and we'll let you know at the end of the episode how you can get a hold of that exclusive content. Kendra, what about the idea of communicating this spouse to spouse in light of hey, let's not buy each other anything this year. What do you think about that? Good I idea, bad idea? It's a great idea. I yeah. think it depends you know, on your relationship. For you and I, we're not gift givers at heart. I mean, that's not what speaks love to you and I. So right. for our relationship, I would, you know, we would rather spend time together. I, I would rather um, get an older kid to babysit the younger kids and <laughs> go have a quiet you know, couple of hours with you at a coffee shop. Hey, we're there, guys. We are at Hope Shifting. So our fourth point that we or third point we want to talk about was um, let's not shift our hope during the holiday seasons in regards to finances. Um, there is a lust of buying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I was going to just say, hey, Bill, what do you see as the maybe the top three things people tend to shift their hope to during the holiday seasons? Yeah, it would it would be that. Um, my family's actually different than than they actually are, and so I want to be in this pretend mode, mm. especially as you get together with extended family and the the novelty of that right and and then uh you know then it becomes a much more stressful place at times you know to be around family um and just a plug we're going to be talking about that next week because our our theme of surviving the holidays is family feud, so I already know what the theme music is going to be for that one, just so nice. you know. Yeah, and I, I think the other is is uh, just the the spending. Uh, I think that's a top issue that that people kind of get worn down on for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then and then really just you know people struggle with just food. 
I mean, just mm. overeating and sugaring up, and uh, you know that that becomes just a big uh, issue that plays into all of this because it's so emotional. That the holidays are such an emotional time, and um, whatever your vices, whatever you shift out to, um, find it front and center in in front of you uh, during the holidays because it's it's right there waiting for you to take a look at and indulge in. All right, so the three of us are all about the same age, and we lived through it. We, we, were, we were all part of the greatest decade of all time, the 1970s. Okay, let me say it again. Oh, please. It was you awesome. You always say this. It was awesome. I vote the 80s. No. The 80s. Reaganomics, sucked. man. All right. The music was horrible. The 70s was Oh, good. I beg Okay, to so we differ. had like two years of disco, Excuse but me, the Bill, rest of the when 70s. Did, when did U2 become a thing? Okay, yes. What um, decade was that? Oh, you went oh, 80s. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. thanks 80s, for going there. Thank you. Oh, I yeah. can't believe you brought up U2. It's like the one thing that would get Bill on your side. <laughs> I know. Like that and like the That's giants. That's why I said it. And I'm wearing a giant shirt. That's oh, amazing. But that wasn't for you, Bill. And I'm, I'm wearing. I just put it on today. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, a U2, a U2 shirt. shirt. This Come is on. ridiculous. Yes. You know? Yes. So, I am sitting here dressed like a hippie as always. So you and your whatever, I don't Bob even know. Marley. Who'd you, that's not 70s. That's, that's, that's an entirely is different genre. <laughs> Mainline 70s, man, is what for you? For uh, Credence, like, the Eagles. There you go. No. Fleetwood Mac. No. Yeah, pff, nothing no. disco, I'll tell you that. If they did disco. <laughs> no Donna Summer, no. No. <laughs> so Summer. back to what I was saying. We're all, that's... <laughs> Doesn't she have a song about being a working girl? She's like a money song. Have, yeah, yeah. I don't. I know what we're using for this episode. They've already heard it because I've already used it as money, a clip. Money, 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 money. That's what I'm teaching. Um, so <laughs> we're we're all from that basically the same era. Tell me some of the lustful. Uh, let's just go toys. Mm. What have been the lustful toys since we were kids? Just start naming them out. Big wheel. That's a lustful purchase. I don't know. You asked for. Um, cabbage Nintendo. Patch. Nintendo. Cabbage Patch was yeah. a huge one. You remember everybody had to have a Cabbage Tickle Patch. Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo was huge. Pong. Pong. We, oh, man. I'm going way back. Way back. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah had, but Atari. But that was Atari, Atari. Pong. Yeah. Oh, right. All the, the electronics. So we... Uh, um, handheld football game that had the little blips that went across. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was amazing. Um, <laughs> what's the little uh, dolls? The Beanie cabbage, Babies. Beanie Babies. Cabbage, oh, patch. cabbage yeah. Patch. So there's always been something that... Uh, Madison Avenue has used mm-hmm. for the gotta have lust, and again we shift our hope off of any off of Christ, and we put it onto our kids have to have this yeah. because that will help our kids fit in. That will help us fit in with our kids. We'll, we will become a cool parent if we provide this for our kids. And now um, it's unfortunate, but things are just way out of bounds now. Now it's an iPhone or a, an yeah. iPad. So let's not shift our hope. Our last one that we want to talk about is very simple. And this is one I'm sure everybody hears, but let's remember Jesus. Um, This idea that uh, the church, the early church used to celebrate Advent. And Advent was the coming of Christ. So you celebrated it for weeks coming into Christmas. So there was anticipation. So Kendra, you and I had this discussion last week. Tim Keller's book, uh, The Prodigal God, uh, and Bill, you've read The Prodigal God. Yeah, this idea absolutely. that um, the father was creating a party for the son. In other words, he was he was celebrating the redemption of this son coming back. 
And ultimately, that's what Jesus did. It was all about redemption. So the Advent was is really a huge story. The first part of that redemption story, Christ's redemption, like he's coming to earth to redeem us. So Christmas isn't just about, hey, the birth of Jesus. It's really the first half of the Easter story. So kind of remembering that, we've over the years celebrated a party which we call Advent in the Barn. We put it specifically on Black Friday. So when the world is going crazy and shopping, we stop with all of our friends and have a out in our barn. We have a big movie. We watch a Christmas movie, and it's it's fun. It's Elf or it's uh, you know, The Grinch or Charlie Brown's Christmas. And everybody comes with big cups of hot cocoa and blankets, and we watch a movie in the barn. And then I've always asked a friend to share the gospel for everybody. And then we've encouraged people to think about their shopping during the Advent and realize that this really is about the coming of Jesus or the celebration of the coming of Jesus. Um, That's one idea. Um, The other idea is what? Well, there are simple Advent ideas then. And actually, I'll put together a post for our listeners um, on just some simple things you can do. You don't have to spend any money at all. Um, But that I think what you said was anticipation. And that's what I think is priceless. We give our kids this experience and this memory and this anticipation every year toward the birth of Christ. The stuff doesn't matter because I'll tell you in my own upbringing in a, in a home where people passionately loved Jesus, my memories of the holiday, I couldn't even tell you most of the time what I got, except maybe one year. I remember, you know, those gifts, we don't remember them year after year, but if we remember what, what it was truly all about, I'll never forget that. I uh, I want to jump in here and say I do remember a lot of my gifts, you know. <laughs> but the one that's coming so, to mind right now, yes, is your grandmother. Right, but you she know, bought me a, a golf memory. shirt one year, and I'll never forget it because she bought me a medium. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this is how Grandma Hopper sees me. She sees me as a medium. Oh, that was a gift in itself. That's what that I was mean. like that she saw you as a medium. And I was thinking, I'll go put this on. Not as a medium. And but... I'm going to teach you that I'm not a medium. I put it around my arm. Uh, that is, I didn't mean to take away with humor because that is true, Ken. That is a huge point of let's just remember Jesus through all this. Do we have any concluding thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I comes to my mind is that um, as we move into the holiday season, that it yes jesus is the reason for the season but but it is um to wrap yourself around the the mindset that um jesus is uh wanting to walk through you in 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 this process of the holidays like you're not in this by yourself you're not uh, at a place where you have to uh, buck up and kind of power through the holidays um, he wants to be intimately connected with your spending choices and your lack of money or your plentifulness of money, but you're choosing to spend it in a different way. He wants to be a part of that, and uh, he wants to be right in the middle of all that. Like, money's not a bad thing. I think sometimes we don't talk about money in this country because we think it is the the evil. It is the root of all evil, and uh, it, it causes all kinds of things. Um uh, but I think Jesus it, it clearly is saying to us, no, money is money is is good to have. It's good to spend. It's good to to enjoy. But but don't let that be the place that we look. Uh, it's only a signpost. Only a signpost back to pointing to who created it, 
God created it. Um, who gives you the ability to make money? God did. Who gave you those children around your table? God did. Um, celebrate that. He's the gift in the midst of this. That is better than anything we've said all night, Bill. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Hey, Bill, before we let you get off the air, um, we probably have listeners that are already in trouble. <laughs> they were listening to this, and this was a painful conversation because they said, we screwed up last year. So before we let you go, are there any just practical resources that you can share? Where where could they go online? They could go to uh, Dave Ramsey's website, Financial Peace University. Uh, classes being offered all year round. Uh, it is designed for people who really kind of need to dig themselves out, get back on um, the right mindset, and and put a plan together to start working working stuff through. And so, great resource there, um, real practical help. So it's not like this pie in the sky. This is what you ought to be looking like, but it's this is where you're at. You know, it's not um, it's not kind of Pollyanna talk. It's really kind of down nuts and bolts kind of stuff. So. All right, friend. Hey, we want to thank you again thank for you. being on the show with us. Yeah. And uh, as we uh, hear from listeners, we'll point them towards you, and you can be part of our discussion on answers, and we'd love to have you back again. That'd be great. Fletch, I think I'm going to love this series. Why is that? Well, I, this discussion tonight brought about some good things in my own heart. You know, just that whole idea we always talk about, which is hope shifting. I don't think it's always financial. You know, there's just some other things I'm already honestly just um, feeling stressed out about with upcoming holidays. Uh-huh. And 2015? I mean, this year yeah, specifically? Yeah, this yeah. Year mm-hmm. spe- Well, no, I mean, just probably the normal things that stress me out because I am an outgoing introvert, so I like having people and being around people and stuff, but man, I, I get over extroverted, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it I, yes, causes a lot of know that about anxiety you. for mm-hmm. me. So, um, but then again, where's my hope, you know, and who's got this? I loved what Bill said about the fact that Jesus walks with us through all of this. Okay. So that being said, this is a series and next week we are talking about surviving the holidays, family feud. We're going to have another friend on. And again, we like to bring people on that we think can do this well and we think can have a good conversation. Um, not that they have it all figured out, right? but they can do it well. And I'm actually bummed that Bill was on without his wife because she was going to join us tonight and then she got tied up in her own holiday schedule. He right. told us that, sure that was how we started. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, just going into stressful holidays with families. And as homeschoolers, we are around our families all day long, but what happens when we take that into the bigger family? Now, we're going down every path here, people, so get prepared. We're going to talk about homeschoolers who don't play well with the larger family because you know they have their standards or they have their, their lists that are so delineated that they cannot just get together for the holidays with their family. Yeah, it's tough. And then if you feel like you're being criticized or even I know of families who the criticism is so hurtful. I mean, it becomes mockery. That's tough. That is tough. That is tough. And we're going to talk about that. So Mm -hmm. be prepared for that one. Yeah. So for our exclusive bonus content for this episode, um, Kenj, how do they become a member? You can go straight to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. And you can become a member. Now, on tonight's episode, we were talking about financial strain. I have a very personal story I want to share. It is, I mean, really, I'm letting you in to a 
deeper part of my life, right, Kenj? I yeah, mean, this was a real profound issue in my life. You could not even talk about this issue in our marriage for, for two decades. I mean, folks, I, and I'm not talking about it on this episode tonight. That's how I, I really want this to be even more for that exclusive member content. Mm-hmm. Those people are real serious about homeschooling IRL. Yeah. Head on over if you're not a member already or become one. You can uh, log into our subscriber section of our website and I'm going to record um, a little bit of my own personal story that I've never talked about before on this podcast. Um, and it's personal. It's hard. It's it's still a hard story. I'm I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to be transparent for this community because I'll tell you what, when I was in the midst of this, um, I thought I was the only one. And I don't want that to be the same for other people. So if if you would like to hear that story, head on over uh, to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe and go to our subscriber content and I'll be happy to fill you in on the rest of the story. We really want you to be part of the Homeschooling IRL community. We're watching this grow. We're seeing good things and we want you there. Yeah. So in the meantime, if you're not a subscriber and you want to connect with us and talk a little bit more about this topic... You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can tweet to us at homeschool IRL, or you can email us info at homeschooling IRL.com. We'll see you next time. See you next time. This is Bill Knoyer. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.